Michael here. Our dear friend Christopher joins us as our first live guest. Listen in as we share and discuss Motorhead and The Verve, two very different yet very influential bands in Christopher's musical journey. Welcome to I Got a Song. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of I Got a Song. You know what? This is our first uh, episode to do where we actually have a name. And you know, we had a golden opportunity in episode nine with I Got a Name. (laughs) But now, Uh, you know, I got a song. I like I Got a Song. It it really ties the pod together. Well, we're not going to discuss it anymore. It's decided, okay? We are the deciders. <laughs> we have a special guest today. His name is Christopher Covenant. Say hello, Christopher. Hello. Man, we sure are excited to uh, have uh, a guest on today. It's our first time, and we've never done this before, and we're not professional interviewers uh, or professional uh, music critics of any sort. Uh, or even really professional people in general. Well, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> one uh, thing we are professionals about is uh we are experts about our own opinions that's 100 percent true and mine are always right <laughs> yes michael do you what? have a question for uh for us to get us started today uh let's see uh Chris is a, is a is a very dear and old friend of ours, and as uh, as wide and varied as Clay and I's musical tastes are, Chris is next level. Chris loves and 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 just has such a wide breadth of appreciation for all different levels and genres and uh, of of music. And um, you know, give me Clay, an example. Uh, Chris, give me an example Chris, of that. What, what well, you mean, Michael? Just to give the to fill the people in, I know exactly what you mean, and I, and I share I share the sentiment because we're always okay, sharing music so, and uh, so Chris. We're, we're always sharing are... music back and forth with each other, and um, I it, tend you know, to go buck tend... wild. Oh, well, I love that. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I do too. I do too. And and you know, we we all gravitate towards rock, and we all love rock, all various forms of rock. And and Chris will drop a um, like a a funk record. Or uh, <laughs> a modern a modern reggae joint. Yeah, yeah. Or like a modern reggae joint, or a, a neo soul joint, and you know, and you know, I love all of these genres too. But the, a lot of times they don't cross my mind immediately to be like, "Hey, man, check this song out." And so, uh, and and Chris kind of keeps us on our toes with uh, with with music that doesn't jump right out at us right away. So yeah, he can, uh, I appreciate he, that, Chris. He, he, I appreciate he, that. Truly. He holds our, he holds our hand and guides us outside of our comfort zone. <laughs> and, and are you sure uh, it's holding your hand or am I throwing y'all into the deep? Well, he kind of grabs us by the wrist and yanks a little bit sometimes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, uh, so, and so uh, as many songs as we send each other, uh, we can't always listen to everything that we send, and, you know, so sometimes I'll send something and not, they don't get to listen to it or Chris will send something and maybe I don't get a chance. And, and, you know, what's unfortunate is if I get work, you know, I'm at work busy and they start going back and forth and they're sending songs and they're like, Oh man, this is great. No, no, no you need to listen to this one, but I'm at work and I can't <laughs> listen. I'm like, Oh man, I bet they're listening to some really great stuff. Uh, but you know, I try to, 
get back into it and, and uh, go back throughout the day and listen whenever I can. And man, it's a, uh, it's always enlightening. <laughs> it's always a great time. And uh, we, we've got a, a pretty, pretty special episode going here today. Uh, this is our first guest, Chris. And uh, once again, thank you for, for, for jumping on this thing with us, but uh, Hey, thank y'all for we, having me. We have tasked Chris, you Christopher with uh picking a song to share with the two of us. And also Clay and I have uh, put our heads together, to come up with a song to share with you. And so it's going to be kind of a double header type of episode. If you're, oh, uh, this should be, this should be exciting. I cannot wait. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so, uh, so Clay, how should we do it? Should we uh, present to Chris first or should Chris uh, being the esteemed guest of honor uh, present to us first? Uh, Chris, do you have a preference? Uh, no, I honestly, I don't. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to send you the song that we have picked for you, okay? So, let me go ahead and uh, get that going. Mikey, if you could vamp for a second. <laughs> it's a, it'll be a song that you know for sure. Um, we Clay and I have gone over this whole weekend uh, picking out songs, you know, throwing songs back and forth, trying to find something that all of us would know, but that we knew you would appreciate. So, so, uh, hopefully well, our, uh, I our just work... hope that y'all, uh, didn't choose the song that I'm going to share. <laughs> well, we, oh, we'd be a, amazing. We, we would be we, in a right would, pickle if that we was the would, case. We would right, have now. to go out and buy a lottery ticket if that were the case. Oh Chris, man. When you what sing a song, great song. Okay. Now, Chris, oh, you man, get yes. to lead us in. You get to say, all right, now here's what we have. And you lead us into the song. Oh, this is a really good choice. A really good choice. All right. So the song is Slide Away by The Verb off their self-titled uh, debut album. Not self-titled. It's actually A Storm in Heaven. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. It's been, one it. of those, it's been one of those days. All right, uh, brother. This is a great song. This is actually the song that... Uh, got me into wanting to play and learn the guitar. Believe it or oh, not. Oh, sweet! Very cool. That's Very beautiful. Cool. Now, we're and gonna go ahead I and, uh, do know how, how to play some of it, so that is kind of awesome. Even better. We're gonna get more into that in just a sec. But first, uh, here is uh, "Slide Away" by The Verve. At this time, for maximum effect, we recommend you go listen to the song in question before continuing with the episode. All right, that was Slide Away by the Verve with our special guest, Chris Covenant. Chris, how do you feel oh, about that song, my brother? What a great song. What a great, <laughs> great song. It really is. It really is. I never, never get tired of listening to it. What a banger. <laughs> well, Chris, um, you, you, you've mentioned it a little bit before. You're kind of alluding to it a little bit while we were listening to the song. Tell us kind of your trajectory with the Verve in general and kind of kind of lead us into the song a bit. So, man, I got into them in high school when Bittersweet Symphony came out. Mm -hmm. And then I went back and went through their earlier catalog and discovered this song and album. And just, man, it just, it's just great. I mean, I, the whole album is not very good, but the songs on that album that are good are really good. Now oh, I wonder, yeah. Chris. Tell me where where you were, uh, if you can remember um, when you first heard 
the verve. I'll tell you where I was. I was with uh, Chris Covenant, Loving Life. That what, sounds that's about right. That's probably <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I was because uh, I was like you. When I heard I first the big heard song. Them. Yeah, I'd heard the big song like you, and then I was hanging out with you, and you and we were listening to them, and you're like, and I was like, this is that band, right, with that song. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean that. I mean that's Bittersweet Symphony is a great song, but they have so much other great stuff. Agreed. And it's just, they're so stylistically, like their earlier stuff is just so much more shoegazy rock, you know, and then their later stuff is more, oh, middle-aged man with an acoustic guitar. (laughs) Right. Well, I remember, I don't know, remember exactly where and when I was when I got turned on to the Verve, but, you know, like you guys said, it was a... it was through Bittersweet Symphony and then through you, Chris, is kind of where I discovered some more of their stuff. But I do remember when I bought Richard Ashcroft's solo album. It was at a university bookstore, <laughs> of all places. But um, it was based off of the strength of your recommendation for it. And I, I still have that CD somewhere where all the rest of my CDs are at. But uh, but yeah, it was good stuff. And um and yeah, and, and I never really got turned on to this song necessarily until what last year when we all started kind of playing guitar again. And I don't and, think uh, I was you... listening to them with you, Chris, like in high school, though. I think it was later. No, that sounds right. Like this came out, Bittersweet Symphony came out when we were end of junior year, like start of senior year. 97. Maybe seven. And then uh, I don't think I heard Storm in Heaven until, man, early 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think Storm in Heaven and uh, Northern Soul were were two that you that you uh, hooked me up with that I have. Yes, that I, I, that can, I got burned copies of. I can still remember where I bought. The copy I bought of a Northern Soul it was at the Hastings in Longview. That's a good find. So uh, I want to say we went uh, to I want to say that was uh, Vernon Yard's apartment later that night. Oh wow! Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I just have good were memories they, uh, associated cool. with that night. I think they were. Were they on a? Were they on a Vernon Yard? If they were a Vernon Yard, and you have those CDs, uh, those are out of print. Yes. Yes, they were on Vernon Yard, and I think both of my copies, all the CDs I have of their like early stuff, is the Vernon Yard. Uh, That's discs. awesome. So, Chris, you mentioned that uh, this song made you want to play guitar. So, like, uh, was it just like the first time you heard it? It's like I need to know that hook, and it was kind of what started you on your journey to wanting to. Learn guitar, Man, I just thought it was and, and just the most amazing sound I had ever heard in my life. Like, what mm-hmm. is this dude doing with a guitar, an amp, and whatever pedals he's using to coax these heavenly sounds that I am hearing? And mm-hmm. I need to get on this and do this <laughs> and steal all my ideas from Nick McCabe, their guitarist. Nice. Nice. Uh, I'll also say this, like Urban Hymns, the Bittersweet Symphony album is lyrically very amazing. 
A Storm in Heaven is lyrically garbage. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, was, I was hoping you'd get to that because uh, Clay and I have had discussions on previous episodes about lyrics and like the importance of and the like the impact of and that sort of thing. And so, like you know, we 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 both very much think, and I, I believe it's your your feeling as well that lyrics usually serve the music, not necessarily music serving the lyrics. Or we, we tend to like songs where lyrics are just another instrument. In the I, there's some song, um, there's some I would agree. There are some songs where I the lyrics are awesome. I dig it. I love how they fit oh, the music. Love yes. how they fit the the theme of the song. And there's other stuff like this, like like uh slide away. I mean, I know what the dude said. I know what Richard Ashcroft says. It's gibberish, but the way he sings it and his voice and the tone of his voice fits the music. Yes, if that makes sense. Now, yeah. if I may, uh, one little part. Now it says it says, um, "Oh, I was thinking maybe we could go outside, let the night sky cool your foolish pride. Don't you feel alive? These are our times and our highs. Come on." That's a pretty good line. It's pretty good. That's that's. A good I, I don't line. know if you noticed Those this. I don't lines. know if you knew this, Chris, but I just happened to be uh, looking at the lyrics, um, and it says that one of the songwriters on this particular song is one Noel Gallagher. I did not know that. Whoa. Uh, yes, they actually. I want to say "Cast No Shadow" on "What's the Story?" Morning Glory was actually written about Richard Ashcroft. Because the Gallaghers yes. and members of the Verve were really good friends, I believe. I remember reading that uh, at some point as well. Yeah, and I thought that was a that was really neat. Interesting how bands like that converge. I did not know that he was a songwriter on that. That's cool. That's very that interesting. Cool. Yeah, and they also there's like six versions of that song that I've heard, and he changes the lyrics to just about every version. And that is actually. Because he was not sober. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> would it just be like variations, or would he just start kind of ad libbing his way through the he, song? He'd kind of like do like you know scatting. Oh my! No, not really. He, he would just—I uh, guess whatever words came to him that night, whatever mood he was in, whatever substances he was on. <laughs> right. just was, uh, just, well, you know uh, that's uh, that's something that uh, Adam Duritz is famous for doing. You know, and and it's and it's endlessly frustrating for fans who want to sing along, because uh, whenever the singer is kind of doing his singing it his own way on that day, <laughs> it makes it a little bit more frustrating. But I love it because it's just you can tell they're more into the song and they're more present in the song in the moment than than trying to, you know, do word for word. You know, trying to sound exactly like the album, like the record, yeah. yeah. Like as, as long as they're not pulling a Lauren Hill and starting a show two hours late, if at all, Whoa. I'm good. I'm good <laughs> with whatever whatever the band shout, wants to do. Shout out Lauren Hill and the Fugees. <laughs> Come on the pod, babe. Well, Chris, I'm glad you a month later. I'm glad you like this song. <laughs> well, y'all, Chris, y'all did uh, good. That's a great song. Great Chris, song. Would you say that "Slide Away" is your favorite song by The Verb, or the verb, mm. sorry, or uh, what? What would you say is your favorite, and and why or why not this one? Okay, my favorite. It is in the top three of my favorite the verb songs, but 
My favorite version of that song is the live version off uh, the Voyager 1 live EP, which is really hard to find. But that EP also has my favorite song by them, which is South Pacific. You also the live South version Pacific before yes yeah the live version is just incredible i, I mean oh. it, it's the most amazing song i think i've ever heard in my life okay i need to go back and revisit that because i'm sure I, I don't know if you've shared it or you just mentioned it before and i have heard it but I, I've, I've got to go revisit it because uh oh I've, man I've come back just... since, since you shared slide away with us uh like I said, I want to say maybe last year sometimes. Like I, I've come back to it, and it's now on a couple of my different, you know, rock or rock adjacent playlists. And uh, it's it's a great track. But uh, now, now I need to go and dig up South Pacific again. So there is a album version of that on the Storm in Heaven Deluxe Edition, I think. But you will have to YouTube the live version. Okay. I can nice. do that. I can do that. We're gonna put these. Uh, we're gonna put these in the notes because uh, one of the things we like to do is put some further listening in there, recommended by, uh, you know, recommended by you this time. So. Oh man, I can do that. Man, well, I feel like uh, um, I feel like it's Christmas morning, and that uh, you know we gave you your gift, but now we want to take from you. And we want to be it's, selfish uh, and receive. It is Christopher's now. turn to uh, <laughs> to present to us. And, okay. Uh, so uh, if you want to right, shoot us so a link to the song, Clay and I'll. Uh, let me uh, let me set this up a little bit first. So. Oh, I I can't wait. <laughs> I think this year we've been. I mean, we've shared a ton of music with each other, and I feel like we've all gotten into different things that maybe we would not have listened to a few years ago. Or mm-hmm. when we were yeah. younger, you know, like so. like like bands that you knew of, but you're like, you know, they have one or two songs. They're great. Not really my <laughs> cup of tea. So just, I, I feel like Clay's mind, Clay's the gear in Clay's mind is already turning. He's he's already trying to figure out what it's going to be. I, <laughs> I have great. gone. There is a lot of stuff I have listened to this year that I have gotten into mm-hmm. that my high school self or early 20s self would look at me now and laugh and say, you fool. Me too, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. You fool. <laughs> so let me, uh, I went, I, it took me a while to, to figure out what song I wanted to share with y'all, but this is one I had been listening to a lot this year. And this is one that actually, got me into a band that I probably never would have given much mind, much, much thought to. Yeah. So All I'm right. just going to text this to the uh, group chat. Do it, do it. All right. All right. When, we, when we see so it, Michael, Chris you want to lead us? Yeah, I'll roll with it when, uh, I'll roll All right. I am hitting send now. Oh boy. <laughs> Anything yet? It hadn't come through yet. Oh, that yeah. Nigerian internet. Nice. <laughs> yes. There oh it is. boy. Uh, we uh, have, my mind was headed. What do we towards, got? 
we got uh, One Track Mind by Motorhead. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Chris has been sending Motorhead like there's no tomorrow, especially first thing in the morning when he's like in the gym or going to the gym. Oh, man. It's Motorhead, oh, yeah. Motorhead. Oh, yeah. Hey, and, and, and we before, love Motorhead. <laughs> I have seen the light on Motorhead and Lenny. <laughs> okay. Chris, before we break to listen to the song, I, I just want you to tell everybody listening. We we all just had our like Spotify wrapped and Apple Music wrapped or whatever Apple Music's version of that is. Tell tell everyone how many times you listened to <laughs> the, the album by Motorhead. Oh man, it was a lot. Hold on, I've got to. Like uh, a, I think it was like 115 times or something like that. It was it was a lot. Okay, so. Where is this stupid thing? <laughs> there was but, a lot uh, of motorhead. Yeah, we, we've 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 gotten a big now, dose of motorhead. Right, hold on, yeah. I'm going. I hold did on, pick. I... I did pick a motorhead song that that I thought about picking for this episode, uh, which is the one which is the one uh, "Love Me Like a Reptile." Yes. Oh, I love that <laughs> song. What a great song! I know it's, it's so fantastic. dumb. I listen to Motorhead. I don't care. I love it. I listened to Motorhead 935 minutes this year. And I would honestly, <sighs> that does not start until probably August. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that was just kind of recent. <laughs> yeah. That nice. was just kind of recent. Oh, yeah. Man. I have gone down the Motorhead rabbit hole. All right, well, let's talk more about it after we listen to the song. Uh, Michael, are you going to take us in for that? Yes, sir. So we're listening to the 40th anniversary master of One Track Mind by Motorhead. Let's go. At this point in the episode, Clay and Michael listen to the song and then come back to discuss it. For the best experience, we recommend that you do the same on your music platform of choice. Well, that was a One Track Mind by Motorhead. And man, what a, what a song, dude. What a... What a band. <laughs> they truly lived the rock and roll lifestyle. They were all no degenerates. Doubt. No I feel like doubt. I just uh, paid my bar tab at the at the local uh, biker bar, and I'm just like staggering out <laughs> into the and cold then, night. And this song is like your, your, um, the bar bidding you adieu. This song is on the speakers <laughs> as you stumble out into the world. Yeah, I'm like, guys, I don't want to leave, but I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking nice. again. Oh, <laughs> yep. Well, Chris, oh, uh, you already, you already. Glad y'all that. I'm glad y'all enjoyed yeah, that song. Man, you did a great right. job. I love Motorhead. You know, I have not dug into Motorhead the way you guys have, but uh, I wouldn't say I've yeah. dug into him. Chris is way far into him more than I am. I know uh, the Ace of Spades uh, Ace of album, Spades, of course. Yeah, just, just I mean uh, that that whole album I know, and it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But I do not know much beyond that, except for what I've heard from uh, uh, our illustrious uh, guest today. This is uh, that was the song that made Motorhead click for me. I get that. Yeah. Like that, uh, that was the uh, the song that opened up the rest of their catalog. What suddenly got you on to Motorhead? Like, uh, you know, we've shared so much music over the last two years, and it just seemed like it was kind of this out of no. I mean, you'd you'd always had an appreciation for Motorhead, it seems like, but like 
out of nowhere, you were like, dudes, Motorhead. And it was like every other day, it was like, Motorhead, Man. Motorhead, Motorhead. And <laughs> I started listening to a lot of, I mean, y'all know, I started listening to a lot of thrash metal, like Anthrax, uh, Slayer. And then, I mean, Motorhead influenced all them. Uh, so I, I listened to Ace of Spades one day. And I was like, surely they've got to have stuff that's as good as this or better. Mm-hmm. And uh, I discovered this album. I read about it in some article. It was, it's like their most, it's considered their, not one of their high, it, it's considered a great album now, but at the time when it came out, it was actually considered a flop for them. Interesting. Okay. Now, was this, uh, you know, this is the 40th anniversary remaster. So uh, we're talking, what, 83? 83. I guess, when this song, when this album came out. Now, I don't know the timeline for Motorhead. How does that figure with, uh, like, Ace of Spades and all that? Ace of Spades was 80. I think this is their sixth album. Interesting. Okay. Which they came out in the <laughs> mid-70s. Their first two albums are, I cannot listen to them. They're just, they're just... <laughs> They're they're intense. They're a little too much for me. But mm-hmm. uh, wait, what do you mean? Expand a little bit. What do you mean too much? Just the recording quality is really piss poor. I guess okay. just they're not recorded well, and they're just raw. And coming from listening to stuff like One Track Mind, Ace of Spades, it just didn't really uh, click with me. Gotcha, gotcha. Now you, while we were listening to the song, you were saying uh you 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 mentioned uh, i think a couple of different times you were kind of drawn to the drums in the song is is there any particular part of motorhead that you're really like overall drawn to or is it just kind of the whole package but with this song in particular the drums are just well done man it's the whole package but their rhythm section is just fantastic i mean lemmy what can you say about lemmy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's lemmy oh yeah they're uh, they're a three-piece aren't they they are and That's impressive. For, no, I, yeah, for, for a three-piece, they are they are have a very full sound. Wow, I did not know that. I, so, I thought for sure they were like me four and Michael. Or five. We we I know more Chris also. We love a three-piece band when you can oh, when course, you yeah. three people are all just giving it everything and they sound like five. You know when when they can pull it off like Rush. You know uh, Russian circles. Uh, Motorhead, you know, I mean, when they can pull that off, man, it's amazing. And I, I love it. It's really impressive. No doubt. It's uh, there for a three piece. They are probably the loudest three piece I've ever heard. Well, Dinosaur Jr. <laughs> that's another amazing three. Oh, Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. That, yeah. They are great. And Jay Mascus has a very full, I mean, he just, he just a very full guitar sound fills out the rest of the band. Yeah. That's, that's, that that that's blowing my mind. I, I literally had no idea that they were a three piece. So that's that's very cool. Yeah, they uh, man, there's something else. They lived, they lived like they rocked hard, <laughs> very hard. Now I didn't realize that. You, now you said that they were cited as uh, um, inspiration for or influence rather for, for thrash bands. I never really put that together before, but I could totally see that now. So Lars Ulrich of Metallica actually ran the Motorhead fan club for a while. That's right. In the the early eighties. I did know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, the guitarist on 
the album that one track mine came from was a former Thin Lizzy guitarist. No kidding. Uh, see, I was yes. going to ask you if you could tell me a little bit more about uh, about if you knew anything about the guitarist because it was he a... sounds pretty amazing and he sounds like really upper level. But I'm like, I don't know if I know the name of the motor only guitar played player. All- only played on this one album. Their original guitarist had quit halfway through the to- tour. I think for being a raging alcoholic, which is man, that's ruined that many a rock star. And uh, they got uh, Brian Robertson of Thin Lizzy to fill in, and then they did this album. And then uh, it the band broke up. I and let me let me wait to listen to this album. I love Thin Lizzy. I do too. Thin Lizzy's a good group. They're a good group. Okay, another perfect day. That's 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 the album. <laughs> okay, oh, get your uh, damn hands up. I'm gonna do it. That's the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> that is in fact the anthem. Yes, yes. If you don't mind. Well, man, what a treat! What a treat, man! Uh, thanks for sharing that song. That was uh, that uh, that hit a good vibe. It really did, especially coming off of. Uh, off of the verb. <laughs> man, See, the great thing like... about this show is you never know, man. We're, I mean, exactly. we, we, exactly. we try to keep it. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and we had no idea what you were going to have. And, and it's just like, that's just so fun to do it that way. All right, Chris, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot one more time here. Um, can you, can you give us maybe two other motorhead songs that are your favorites that you could kind of recommend along with the, along with this one? Uh, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hold on a second. So, also off this album, the first song, Back at the Funny Farm. <laughs> okay. Great song. Great. And then uh, the third would be off their album, Iron Fist. And I have to say the song would be called Go to Hell. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I listened to that song this morning, I believe, listening to some Motorhead what? stuff, and it was dope. <laughs> it, it's it a great, great song. It is. It oh, really man. is. Were, were, were you like subconsciously prepping yourself for this? Uh, yeah, I hadn't completely decided. Yeah, I hadn't completely decided what I wanted. What? What? Because I know we'd we'd you and I had talked about some, but we hadn't decided on the verb yet. That's so correct. I was yeah, exploring yeah. some Motorhead stuff. Wow, Good on yeah. man! It's uh, it's a. Uh, <laughs> It's just great. Motorhead will change your life. <laughs> it certainly it certainly changed yours. Yeah, I think it was like the maybe the the next week after you told us. You oh man! Really digging into oh the man! Like, Dude, they changed my life. They really Jeez. did. Like, well, you bought a couple <laughs> so of t-shirts, cool. I think. I did. I did. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what and we I'm, do when we get excited about a new band. Is we buy we we get online and we we buy t-shirts. We buy merch. <laughs> Merch. And we send them yep. to our friends. And, yeah. Hey, I got to put a little money in the band's pocket, you know? Amen. I got I, I to give them a little walking around money. I mean, living a rock and roll lifestyle, it's not free, you know? No, you got bills to pay. Drugs and alcohol are not free. Part of the reason we do this 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 uh, this podcast anyway is I feel like each one of these episodes is a tribute to these bands and these artists that, no that bless no us uh, with these songs, you know, because e- each one of these songs we we – we, you know, we we uh, want to present to each other uh, 
because like, Hey, this song blessed me and I want to give some of this to you. And, 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 and those artists, you know, we, we want to thank those. uh, Or in the case of episode 10, this song has not blessed me. Please tell me why it blesses you. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a, is that that a, no way. No, 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 because it has not released. So please. uh, Okay. uh, Okay. We gotta, yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to leave you with a tour anecdote anecdote about the drummer of Motorhead. Oh, please do. Yes. So uh, story time. Story time with Chris Covenant. Okay. The drummer's name is Phil Filthy Animal Taylor. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this is how the drummer got into the band. Let me have said that this one dude was not working out and Taylor had a car and could give us a lift back to the studio. Taylor in turn introduced Lemmy to the first, their first guitarist having worked with him while painting a houseboat. (laughs) So bizarre. (laughs) The drummer broke his hand, punching a man outside of his house one time, right before tour. And he continued to drum on the tour by using gaffer tape to tape the drumstick to his hand until it had healed. Oh my heavens. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. That is some real that, rock and that roll. That is next level rock and roll. <laughs> Taping a drumstick it. to your hand so you can tour. Man. What a trooper. They were just different, just a different breed of musician back then. Yeah, well, I, I wonder how many bands would just like call off the tour for something like that these days. It's, uh, they Motorhead may have had yeah. a love affair with amphetamines. There's, a, <laughs> <laughs> there's some hard work in rock no, and roll. What about you say that? Uh, just about every interview with Lemmy. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Michael, you want to wrap it up for us? Chris, Absolutely. thanks so Chris. much for coming, man. Great, thank, thank you all for you having so, me. We'll have to do so this again. For coming on. Oh man, absolutely. This has been a blast. This has been a blast, man. I always love thank talking for, music with thank you. For too. Being, oh yeah. Thank you for being such a great guest, for being such a good sport coming on with us, man. This is this is truly a turning point in the pod here. Well, I mean, I don't know if I would go that far, but I appreciate you saying <laughs> that. <laughs> well, Chris, man, we, we love you and uh, thanks again. And uh Man, uh, everyone out there, let us know what you think. All right. Until next time, everybody, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and, uh, you know, uh, bless somebody. Share some music. Share some rock and roll with somebody and share a smile. Okay? Treat others well. Talk <laughs> to you later. A good time. Have a good time all of the time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, Amen. Right. See ya. Bye. See ya. Hey, we really appreciate you listening to the show today. If you enjoyed it feel free to listen to the rest of our catalog and share it with your friends go ahead and follow us and you can find me on instagram at clay dang collins thanks a lot we'll see you on the next one